从第一章到第十一章是讲因信称义的道理。Starting from chapters one to eleven, it talks about uh, the concept, the word of being justified through faith，就是神学的理论，which uh, is a theological concept，也是神救恩的奥秘。And it is also the mystery of God's salvation，无论是犹太人或是外邦人，no matter Gentiles or Jews，只要你对主耶稣产生信心，as long as you believe the Lord Jesus，透过信你就可以称义。through your belief, you can become righteous. But uh, starting from uh, chapter 12 to 16, Paul talks about what kind of life should those who are justified by faith live. Um, the faith of Christians is not only by your mouth. But you also must have conduct. Only this you will um, find joy in the Lord. So starting from chapter 12, it talks about how to live such a life. A very uh, simple phrase. To summarize, we must live a life of living sacrifice. Let's open up to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans 12, verse 1. Verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, uh, brothers, by the mercies of the Lord, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord, which is your reasonable service. Paul opens this chapter by saying that we must live a life of a living sacrifice. So today we will surround this topic. First, let's emphasize, uh, let's talk about why it is emphasized that the sacrifice is living. This is a comparison. Because in the Old Testament times, people had to offer sacrifices. Starting from the time of Abraham and Moses all the way to the time where Moses um, set the laws. Um, all the people had to give sacrifice. Why is that? Because they had to redeem their sins. And to give thanksgiving to God. In the Old Testament time, people offered up dead animals as a sacrifice. Uh, whether it's cattle or sheep, you have to, uh, you have to slaughter it first. Then you have, then you give the sacrifice. Let's take a look at Leviticus chapter one verses four to five. Leviticus chapter one verses four to five. Verse four. Then he shall put his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. Verse five. He shall kill the bull before the Lord and the priests. Aaron's sons shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around on the altar and is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. 
Here it introduces how the sacrifice was given during the Old Testament times. Just like what you see in the picture here. First, um, the sacrificer must put his hand on the head of the animal. Uh, why do they do this? This symbolizes that I give my sin to this lamb. And this lamb will die on my behalf. After that, the lamb is slaughtered. That it will bleed. And when the blood is drained, then it will die. Then we skin the lamb, we take out its organs, and then we clean it. Then we give it onto God. During the Old Testament times, we give a dead sacrifice. The animals placed upon the altar, it will definitely be dead. Uh, it will not move. We know that the um, uh, Old Testament time, it is a uh, prefiguration. Uh, and truly the thing that will uh, redeem the sins of men, it is not these dead animals. It's only Lord Jesus, His precious blood will redeem our sins. So the, um, in order that the Lord Jesus um, give us this salvation, He has given on Himself. In Romans, it describes very clearly this uh, offering of uh, the redemption of sin. Then if Jesus has already given himself, he uh, demands that the people who believe in him also give a kind of sacrifice. It's not that you simply say, I believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You also have to have a different kind of life. During the New Testament, Jesus wants us to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Not to give your stuff, but yourselves. Not a dead animal, but your living self. Which is to say, how do you spend your life? So why do we need to offer a living sacrifice? Let's go back to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And here it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, and why do you have to uh, offer a living sacrifice? And Paul says, I urge you because of God's mercy. What is mercy? It is compassion, it is love. Why did Paul ask everyone to give themselves as a living sacrifice? Because God loves us so much. Why um, in the Old Testament did people offer dead sacrifices? Um, other than the redemption of sin. They also did so to give thanks. Because they knew that everything came from God. 
without God's salvation, they would still be slaves in Egypt. 没有没有自由。They would have no freedom. 没有尊严。Without dignity. 但是神救赎了他们。But God saved them. 还给他们在迦南地那么舒服的日子。And also gave them such a comfortable life in Canaan. 所以啊，他们常常要去献祭。Therefore, they have to give sacrifice often. 旧约的人一年三次要去圣殿献祭。In the Old Testament, they have to go to the temple three times each year to give sacrifice. 这种就是爱的动力。This is a kind of Motivated love. 同样，有一些人今天很孝顺他的父母。And、uh, at the same time, many people are、uh, filial to their parents. 因为他感觉到父母的爱。Because they feel the love of their parents. 所以当父母老的时候啊，愿意照顾，愿意报恩。So when parents become elderly, they're willing to repay their love. 同样的，我们今天呢，谁最爱我们呢 ？At the same time, who loves us the most today? 除了父母，在地上，天上都是神最爱我们。Other than your parents on this earth, in the heavens above, it is God. So how does God love us? We have talked about this before. In the book of Romans, it tells us that God loves us so much; He died for us. We feel like life is valuable. You will not easily die for someone else. But God, He loves us so much. Loves us to the point that he put down his own life. So Paul in Romans fourteen says. In Romans chapter fourteen, Paul says. We look at Romans fourteen. Let's take a look at chapter fourteen. Ah, Romans fourteen, verse seven. Chapter fourteen, verse seven. Verse seven. Romans chapter fourteen, verse seven. For none of us lives to himself alone, and none of us dies to himself alone. Verse eight. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So where,、uh, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Wow, here it tells us Paul in his heart knew why he lives. Paul, he knew in his heart why he lives. Paul, he knew in his heart why he lives. Paul, he knew in his heart why he lives. Um, originally, he was supposed to die. 肉体可能如果不不是神的救赎，他也早就死了。And in terms of his fleshly body, if it wasn't that God saved him, he would have died probably earlier. 哎呦，如果没有主耶稣的拣选，他也是个属灵上的死人。And if it wasn't for God's choosing, he would be a dead person spiritually. 他要进到地狱里面受永生。He would go to hell and he would suffer eternal death. 因为他是一个逼迫基督徒的人。Because he was a persecutor of Christians. 他不相信主耶稣。He did not believe in Jesus. 但是主耶稣拣选他。But Jesus chose him. So he has been resurrected. So now he has been resurrected. Fleshly and spiritually. So he is happy. He is very joyful. Today, if you are gravely sick, and this miraculous doctor healed you, of course you would be so grateful toward them. You would think of them often. Even give him a present, give him cards. Perhaps to write them cards and give them gifts. Ah, if 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 But Paul remembers who was the one who saved his spiritual life. It was Jesus on the cross. So Paul says, "Whether I live, I live for the Lord." Today, we try very hard to live.
为什么要做那么多防疫措施 ？Why is it that we're taking so many precautions？ 为什么要把自己关在家里 ？How come we're quarantining ourselves at home？ 为什么戴口罩？为什么要打疫苗 ？Why is it that we're getting the vaccine or wearing masks？ 就是因为要继续活着。Because we want to continue to live。如果你得病，很可能就活不了。Because if you get sick, you might die。你问每一个人，大部分除非他有这种精神的疾病，不然的话，大部分的人都是想活着。Unless you are mentally ill, you would want to live. 但是你问为什么你要继续活着 ？But then you ask why do you want to continue living？ 其实很多人的生活不是那么美满。Some people say um their life isn't that clear。但是他们还是想要活着。But they still want to continue living。他们觉得活着就有机会。They feel like if you continue to live, there's a chance。但是你问他活着的目目标，活着的意义是什么 ？But when you ask them what is the meaning of life or what is your goal for living？ 很多人讲不出来。Some people are not sure。那你人生没有活着的意义？ There's not really a meaning to their life. 很容易就想不开，有时候就不想活了。Then in those cases, it's hard to have suicidal thoughts. 啊，所以这有有一个人生的意义。如果你要活着，你为什么活 ？If you are living, then what is your meaning for living? 保罗说，如果神要我继续活着 ，Um, Paul says, if God wills that I continue to live, 我的心还在跳 ，Then my heart is beating. 我要荣耀神 ，Then I will glorify Him. 我要为主而活 ，I will live for the Lord. 主要我做什么，我就去做。Lord wills me to do this, and I will do it. 主耶稣要我讲什么，我就讲。Whatever He wants me to say, I will say it. 主耶稣要我去哪里，我就去。Wherever He wants me to go, I will go. 好，如果主耶稣要我死 ，If、uh, Jesus wants me to die， 好像这个图一样，哎，到到到最后，我们的墨，我们的 pause， 我们的脉搏，我们就会停啊。Just like in this、uh, image, you see the heartbeat stop. 有一天，我们的心跳都会停啊。One day, our heart will stop. 有一天，我们都会死。We will all die someday. But whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord already. Lord wills us to live. We live well. If the Lord wills us to live, then we will not seek our own death. Even if I'm sick, 就算我的生命很多的缺口 ，Even if I have a lot of gaps in my life， 就算我生活很多的重担 ，Even if I have a lot of burdens in my life， 很多的苦难 ，A lot of tribulation。但是主如果要我继续活 ，But if God wills that I continue to live， 我要为着要荣耀神 ，Then I will do so in order to glorify God。每天我都要靠主得胜 ，Each day I will、uh, gain victory by the Lord。好了，如果主耶稣有一天。要我要要我们离开了。And with that said, if one day God wills that I depart from this world， 就算我死，我都要荣耀你。Even through my death, I will glorify you。这个就是一种活祭的观念。This is the concept of a living sacrifice。因为主他爱我们。Because um the Lord loves us so much。我们看加拉太书第二章。Let's take a look at Galatians chapter two。二章二十节。Chapter uh chapter two verse twenty。加拉太二章二十节。Galatians chapter two verse twenty. 这里说，我已经与基督同钉十字架。现在活着的不再是我，乃是基督在我里面活着，并且我如今在肉身活着，是因信神的儿子而活。他是爱我，为我舍己。Here it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. 啊，保罗以前没有认识主之前是为自己而活的。Before Paul knew the Lord, he lived for himself. 他有自己的理想。He had his、uh, desires. 他有追求。He has his pursuits. 都是为了自己。It's all for himself. 所以没有什么现在怎么活祭的这个观念呢 ？There wasn't any kind of concept of being a living sacrifice. 现在不一样了。But now it's different. 有一个人
There's this one person who's Jesus who loved him so much that he gave his life for him. Now I would no longer live for myself. Um, every day of my life is for Jesus. This is the pursuit of the rest of Paul's life. And not only Paul, but it should be the pursuit of every Christian. Because the love that Jesus gave to Paul is no less than the love that he gave to you and I. It's the same. Um, the same thing, he was nailed on the cross, he bled on the cross for you and I. You cannot say that Jesus loved Paul more than I. So then Paul wants to be a living sacrifice. And you can't say that Jesus loved me less, so I only come to church once a week, then I can be whatever. I don't have to work that much. You can't say it like that. Because the love that Jesus gave to Paul and to you is exactly the same. Um, there's not, um, it's not any less. What's the difference? It is our hearts. Um, there's times when we don't think. We are not sensitive to his love. Um, we have been blinded by the world. It's just like how parents love their children so much. But children don't always feel it. Therefore, we have to offer our body as a living sacrifice. So how do we be a living sacrifice? And uh, before we talked about how we are the living sacrifice, uh, we are our living selves. Let's Let's talk about a few points according to chapter 12 of Romans. The first point. First is that we must offer your body to live a holy life. This is what it says in chapter 12, verse 1. Here it says that I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Let's take let's talk about the concept of sacrifice in the Old Testament. When you offer an animal to God, it must be without blemish. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 1, verse 3. Leviticus chapter 1, verse 3. Verse 3, if his offering is a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own free will at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord. I used to think that such a blemish would be like a missing an arm, missing a leg, some kind of major handicap. Because um, in Chinese, uh, being disabled is like being incomplete. However, in the original text, blemish is not so. Blemish, 
when we say blemish, it means a small mark or a flaw, anything that spoils the appearance. Just like um, in the image here, this pig has some kind of condition on its skin. You might say, well, its flesh is not affected. But there's spots on its skin, and it makes it not an acceptable sacrifice. God's expectation is high. Just like your expectation is also high. If you want a new car, and you go to the car dealership. And this car is so new and beautiful. However, there's a scratch on its side. And this dealership cannot sell this car as new. I've seen this report. This Rolls Royce is a very expensive car. At one time, it's one of the most expensive vehicles you can buy. One single vehicle, it can be anywhere from 400 to 500,000. Because it's entirely handmade. But if there's any kind of flaw, even if it's a tiny fleck, it cannot be sold. It has to be destroyed. Because the branding is about perfection. You can't say, well, it's only a tiny flaw. Then you don't have to look at it. It's still not okay because it's a perfect brand. So now we talk about something you give to God. Even a dead sacrifice, God wants it to be perfect. Once again, I emphasize that it's not about missing an arm or a leg or being disabled. Of course, major imperfections you can see. Big Big incapacities we don't have. We all look normal. We love God. We give offering, we do holy work. But do we have any kind of small flaw we ourselves know? God wants a living sacrifice. In the next photo, we can reflect whether before God we have some hidden flaws. Are we, do we fall short of God's glory? And Paul says that those who sin, they fall short of God's glory. Um, today, through his precious blood, Jesus has justified us by faith. But do we have any hidden flaws? Maybe we can't see it from the surface, from afar, or by others, because you would cover it. Because unless it's on your face, if you have a skin condition, people can't see it. But you know there's an issue. Uh, some people we have a double face. Uh, we come to church, we have this devout look. Hallelujah, peace to you all, goodbye. 
and then when we return home, we transform into another person. We are rebuking others. We are throwing our temper around. We are cursing. Perhaps this other people don't know. Only your family does. You can't say, well, it's only a little bit, God, it's okay. Well, God will look at this tiny bit. If you want to offer yourself as a sacrifice that God will be pleased with, even this little bit you must change. The you behind the scenes is it the same as the you before God. Um, even your trace on the internet needs to change. What kind of person are you? So someone who is to be offered to the Lord, he must be without flaw. Do you live a holy life? Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Verse 9, do you not know that the wicked will not... Um, the, the, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do you not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral or idolaters or adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders? Verse 10, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Here it says that those who are wicked will not inherit his kingdom. You cannot say that I'm justified by faith, so everything is swell. Um, of course, yes, Jesus has given us a path. Um, but Jesus must also help us that we make a change to ourselves. To get rid of the, un the unrighteous acts. What um, are some of the unrighteous acts? The first uh, number one spot is the fornicators. This is the number one spot in being unrighteous. What does it mean to fornicate? It means uh, to be sexually immoral, the sexual acts going against the word of God. Some people say that my body is mine, I can use it however I want, I desire what I take joy in. But this body isn't yours. Um, this body has been saved by the precious blood of the Lord. You cannot use this body to fornicate. You can't say, well, this makes me happy, so I'll do such thing. Um, during the time of Romans, the people of society, they fornicated a lot. Uh, between men and women, uh, very casual. Not only between heterosexual individuals, but also between homosexual individuals. During the Roman times, homosexuality was rampant. Not really news at that time, but very commonly seen. Uh, Paul said, you were these kinds of people. But now you cannot do this anymore. Uh, verse 10. And, and other than uh, sexual 
immoralities, there are other flaws. 偷窃的, including thievery. Did you steal anything? Those that's not belong to you, did you take it? Um, or be greedy, do you, do, uh, be covetous, do you want more and more? To uh, drink. To be drunkards, drinking to the point of intoxication. This is also a flaw before God. And those who are who are revilers. Um, in other words, to slander or or swindle. Um, these are flaws before the Lord that you must change. Perhaps you consider these small sins, but if you do not change, it will catch up to you. We often think uh, verse 9 is the big sin. Well, I'm not a homosexual, I haven't committed adultery, I'm fine. But what about verse 10? Uh, did you extort others? Did you drink? Did you slander? Did you steal? Um, Paul said that you were all these kinds of people. It's, it's true, uh, before I came to know the Lord. But now I must transform my life. Because you have already uh, been baptized in the name of the Lord. Through the Holy Spirit, you have been cleansed. You have been cleaned and you cannot return to what you were before. In reality, our society in 2021 is very similar to ancient Rome. What was the life of ancient Rome like? Um, it, they put a lot of emphasis on indulgence, um, on entertainment. Uh, for entertainment, they would put live people in a, in arena to watch them fight to the death. Uh, we all know about the gladiators. They put a lot of emphasis on a business prosperity. Materialistic life was very uh, vibrant. Um, their uh, gladiator arenas and other businesses we have mentioned. The life of the rich was very uh, bright. But there were also a lot of social class, including slaves. The social disparity of the rich and the poor was sky high. But most importantly, um, their society had a lot of adultery. So uh, Paul says, if you want to give yourself to the Lord, you must offer yourself as a sacrifice first. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Verse 19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. 
Here it tells us how to give a living sacrifice. That we must run from sexual immorality. Why is that? Because you do not have to seek um, uh, fornication, but it will find you. Because this entire society is about uh, adultery. It's very dangerous. It's not that you don't come near to it, but when it comes near to you, you have to run. For example, when Joseph was sold to Egypt to be a slave, when was it the most dangerous? It's not when he was slaving away. When was the most dangerous time? When he was working as a laborer in Potiphar's house. Um, the wife of his master saw him. She was older than him. However, because Joseph was young and good looking, and perhaps he had a nice body. And this adulterous wife of Potiphar tried to tempt him. How did she do this? First, she on a daily basis gave him the eyes. Let's take a look at Genesis chapter 39, verse 7. Genesis chapter 39, verse 7. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. This is very scary. How is it scary? It's not that you're looking for temptation, but temptation has found you. Because if you were seeking out temptation and you die in it, well, that's on you. If you're bored and you're going to those sinful places on your own and seeking out those people, then it's your fault. But Joseph did not seek it out. He was entirely passive in this situation. He was simple-minded. He was simply doing his job. However, Satan was the tempter. He came to find Joseph. This kind of temptation started from the eyes. It's kind of like in modern terms, the wife was sending signals to him through her eyes. So do not look at someone casually. Do not flirt with your eyes. And do not receive their flirtation through your eyes easily. The wife of Potiphar, she was flirting with him. I believe that Joseph didn't have a reaction. He was trying to ignore her. But then she was very direct saying, you know, come to bed with me. 
Um, this is temptation knocking at your door. But what do you do now? But he refused and he said, With me in charge, my master does not concern himself with anything in this house. And in verse 9, he says, Everything he owns, he has trusted in my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. Joseph tried to ignore her. How can I commit this great sin against God? And he refused her. In verse 10, sometimes the temptation will not let you go. Continuously, he spoke, she spoke to Joseph day after day. He kept refusing And he even refused to be in the same space as her. If you're in this room, I'm going out. Um, he was continuously running. This is what it means to run from temptation. If, if Joseph spent a long time with her in one room, perhaps he will not be able to control himself. So why is it we say young people have to stay pure? But it's not only young people, but middle-aged or even senior uh, members. We should avoid at times when we are with we are alone with the opposite sex. Unless it's your spouse. And otherwise you should be you should not be on individual dates or be in a in a room together. Um, otherwise uh, the devil will tempt you. However, this temptation did not let Joseph go. In verse eleven. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants were inside. Verse 12. And uh, she caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. And Joseph, he threw his cloak down and ran out of the house. This was the most dangerous incident of temptation. Because they were alone in the house. And not only are they alone in a room, but in the house. The entire house is like one room. Whatever they did, um, no one will hear or see. Furthermore, she threw herself on him. Sometimes, sometimes if I think about um, if this happened to one of our brothers, um, a woman throwing herself on you, how many of you would be able to say no? Wow, and perhaps this person is also quite attractive to you. Then how many of you can say no? But Joseph, he knew that if he did not run, if he was there one more minute, he might not be able to say no anymore. Um, he, uh, there is this beautiful woman in front of him. 
But this is not what he sees spiritually, but instead he sees a scary monster. He sees her as a spiritual beast who will take away his spiritual life. This is a time to run. Otherwise, he will die. He did not see this as an opportunity. He thinks that this is a time for me to run. It's like the house is on fire. If you do not run, you will burn to death. Uh, before, when I read this uh, a verse, I feel like it's a little bit exaggerated. Later on, a brother uh, told me about his experience. This uh, brother was quite good looking. He's tall and handsome. And he, he was from another country. Uh, he told me this uh, testimony. He says that he is an artist. Uh, because uh, he is an artist and he's also good looking, he has this kind of aura. Since young, there are girls who chase after him. Uh, he feels like it's quite annoying. Because he has no intention for them to uh, for, to start anything. Since he was a child, he knew that he's a Christian, he needs to preserve himself. I cannot sin against God. And thank God that he was preserved. Uh, so he started going to school abroad. And uh, he found someone from his own country, and this, and this girl was a classmate. This classmate really liked him. And uh, she made a lot of opportunity to study with him, to talk with him. And the brother thought, you know, this is a classmate, she's just a friend. But actually, this girl had a big crush on him. Uh, she kept uh, directly and indirectly telling him that she liked him. But our brother had no reaction. It's, she's only a friend, we're just uh, studying together. But this uh, brother was not careful. At one time, this girl said, come to my house, I have some things that I need your help with. And uh, this uh, brother, he went with a simple mind. And then as soon as he was there, at first it was normal, he was just helping her with some things. And then halfway through, and then this girl told him, come to bed with me. And then she uh, pushed on top of him. And this brother was terrified. And then uh, he pushed her away. And he dressed himself and ran out the door. He was terrified. How can this happen to me? But he also knew that God was preserving him. Because if I didn't have the resolve and the adrenaline to push her off me and run out the door, 
Then he thought I might not have escaped from that situation. Because it's only that minute, that few seconds. If he was there for any longer, he might have lost himself. Uh, truly, often temptation finds you. We live in this kind of time. During the time of Noah, it was a time of adultery and sin. Same with the time of Sodom. Today, why is it hard to preserve the faith of youth? Why is it that they no longer come to church? Because they dare not. Because they have sinned. They don't want to. Um, uh, the adultery is too strong. Don't think that it's only for youth. Even for middle-aged folks. Even for the already married. Well, the cell phones, the laptops, uh, you can watch whatever you like, whenever you like. Uh, internet is so convenient. You can connect with whoever you like, um, old loves, uh, old crushes, co-workers, whoever you like. You can wear a mask um, behind a screen. Or someone might not even know who you are. This is kind of an internet age of adultery. Some people, some people come to church as one face. But uh, behind the mask, their life might be quite dirty. A lot of uh, disability. So we cannot give ourselves to God. God will deny this. If God denies us, then who do we give ourselves to? So Paul here tells us that we have to look at ourselves as a living sacrifice. Uh, before we were reading 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 tells us we have to flee from sexual immorality. We have to flee like we're running for our life. Be as far as you can get. Uh, no matter what you're facing, uh, temptation or not, you have to run. It's trying to grab you, you have to run. Uh, no matter what sins you commit, it's usually outside of your body. But only for sexual sins, it's against your own body. This is a huge thing. In verse 19, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Today we talk about constructing a church or a temple. It's a very holy kind of work. Uh, recently, uh, Barnaby Church is going through renovation. And we hope that uh, we will uh, finish the chapel first where it's clean and tidy so we can worship God. 
but where is the true temple? 真正的圣殿是我们的身体啊。The true temple is our body. 我们的身体是圣灵住的地方。Our body is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. 大跟小没有关系。Big or small, it does not matter. 神不在乎你外表长得好看不好看。Um, God does not care whether you are beautiful on the outside or not. 你可能照照镜子，哎呀，我长得那么难看。If you look in the mirror, you might say, "Wow, I don't look very good." If I look like this celebrity, how nice would it be? To be honest, brothers and sisters, if you have a beautiful face, more temptation will come to you. Of course, it's not good to be too bad looking. But I must say, if you're really good looking, going to heaven is harder. 长得太好看了，试探一直找上你，很麻烦啊。Ah, because if you're really beautiful, temptation will come and find you. 哎，找到照照镜子，普普通通，可以了。If you look in the mirror and you look like the average Joe, um, life will be pretty good. 没所谓了，感谢主。Ah, thank God, it's you know, no matter. 有两只眼睛，一个鼻子，一个嘴巴，也没有歪掉，感谢主了。I have two eyes, a nose that's not crooked, and a mouth, and ah, thank God. 神不会干扰你，有没有长得像明星那么好看 ？And God does not care whether you look like a celebrity. 神看重你们，你里面有没有圣洁 ？And God cares that when He looks inside, do you have um holiness and purity on the inside? 一个皇宫，但是里面充满大便，充满那个垃圾，有什么用 ？If it's a golden palace, but inside is filled with excrement, then what good is that? 你会想进去吗 ？Do you want to go in? 当然不想。Of course not. 还有一个小房子，但是里面干干净净。And inside, a little house is tidy and beautiful on the inside, and it will be welcoming for you to come in. 对，神看我们呢，跟人看我们不一样。So how God sees us is different from how people see us. 你的身子是圣灵的殿。Your body is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. 所以当时罗马时代的那些腐败、那些混乱，今天也是一样。During the Roman times, the corruption and the chaos, it is the same today. 但是我们知道，我们是身体是圣灵的殿。But today we know that our body is the house of the Holy Spirit. 圣灵住在里面。Holy Spirit dwells within us. 这里不是自己的人啊。So you are not your own person. 我特别喜欢第二十节。I really like verse twenty. 下一个图啊，这里叫因为你们是重价买来的。You were bought at a price. 重价买来的。In Chinese it says you were bought at a heavy, heavy price. 什么叫重价？这是很贵很贵的，无价的。Which means that you were bought with an expensive price tag, endless wealth. Invaluable, 就是没有办法用金钱衡量的。You cannot be measured by gold. 这个是什么 ？What is this? 是主耶稣的宝血啊。It is the precious blood of Christ. 主耶稣的宝血在十字架上面把我们救赎出来。The precious blood of Christ saved us on the cross. 那怎么可以回去把它弄脏呢 ？How can you go back and dirty it? 你今天如果花很多钱买了一个很宝贵的东西回来 ，If you spend so much money to buy this precious thing, 你一定是很很注重的保护它、保养它，然后 ，You will diligently maintain it and protect it. 主耶稣把我们重价买来了。Jesus bought us with an invaluable price. 他要你的身体成为活祭。He wants your body to become a living sacrifice. No matter how old you are, we must use our body to glorify Christ. We have to use our body to glorify Christ. Body health is good. Of course, of course, physical health is good. But for our body to glorify Christ, it is more important. Body is healthy, but for our body to glorify Christ, it is more important. Body is healthy, but for our body to glorify Christ, it is more important. Body is healthy, but for our body to glorify Christ, it is more important. Body is healthy, but for our body to glorify Christ, it is more important. Body is healthy, but for our body to glorify Christ, it is more important. Body is healthy, but for our body to glorify Christ, it is more So you are bought with a price. This is being a living sacrifice.
We will continue in the afternoon. Let's sing a hymn. 398.